0: In Chapter 8, we have a continuation of the story of the plagues. Uh, The first plague, of course, was the plague of Dam, the plague of blood. The second is Tzvardim, which is typically translated as frogs. There is one translation of Tzvardim as crocodiles, but it doesn't appear to be that way in the Torah because it doesn't sound like the second plague poses a grave threat to the lives of anybody. It's more of a nuisance. Uh, So the second one is Tvardim. The third plague is that of Kinim, of lice. And that's plague number three. Now what's interesting is that the ten plagues could be divided in various ways. But one of the ways of dividing the plagues is into sets of three. Three and three and three and the tenth. And the reason that it seems to be a very reasonable way to divide the plagues is because prior to the first plague and prior to the fourth plague and prior to the seventh plague, a reason is given for the plagues. Prior to the first plague, as we saw in the previous chapter, the reason is, da an With this you will know that I am God. As if God is establishing God's credentials, Pharaoh had said, I don't love this God. In chapter 8, prior to the fourth plague, We have in uh, chapter 8, God speaks to Moshe, beginning in verse number 16, Um, and uh, Moshe uh, is instructed to speak to Paro, and before the fourth plague, in verse number 18, uh, the instruction is, by Yomahu at Eretz Goshen. On that day, I will, H'ephleti, I will separate out the land of Goshen. In verse 18, prior to the fourth plague, which is Arov, uh, swarms, literally, according to most, uh, swarms of insects, according to others, swarms of animals, swarms of, of, of beings. So God instructs Moshe to tell Paro that on that day when the fourth plague comes, I will distinguish between the land of Goshen. We recall that the land of Goshen is where the Jews live, the land of Goshen. Goshen is nearness. Yosef had invited his brothers and family down to Egypt and he wanted them to be near him, the land of Goshen, the land of nearness. And Paro wasn't so happy with it, but the Jews end up in the land of Goshen. So God says... And the fourth plague I will separate between what happens to the Egyptians and what happens to the Jews. The plague will only take place in the rest of Egypt. But the land of Goshen will be separated out. For what purpose? Once again, in order that you know I am God in the midst of the land. That is to say, not only do I exist in some transcendental way, but I exist here. I exist within this land itself is my place. So I'm going to separate within the land itself. One could draw the inference that the first three plagues, and some do draw this inference, that perhaps the first three plagues affected the uh, Israelites as well. But if, even if we don't go that far, but the emphasis here is, Laman da Ki Yashem Hashem, Interesting is that the first Laman da. And the second Lomante Da, and in fact the third Lomante Da, which is found later on, prior to the seventh plague. Prior to the seventh plague, uh, in chapter nine—that's the next chapter—Moshe uh, again is instructed by God in chapter nine, uh, verse number thirteen, and then verse fourteen, instructed to go to Paro in verse thirteen, and in verse fourteen, Bapam Azot. This time, says God. I'm sending all of my plagues, bavodecha against you and against your servants and your people, bavur in order that you know, ki'en kamoni that you know that there is none like me in the land. So, this is different. It's not just that I exist, not just I exist in the midst of the land. But ain't Kamoni, there is no other god like me. There may be other forces. The Egyptians may have other gods, but none like me. I am more powerful than all your gods. A uh, verse that is uh, recalled later in the Song of the Sea, where the people sing at the Song of the Sea, Mi Mocha Hashem, Mi Mocha nedor ba'kodeh, Who is like you amongst the gods? That would certainly suggest that there are other forces, but none like God. This is the more powerful the most powerful God of all. So that's the third message. So it's interesting here to reflect upon in the reasons given for the plagues, it's interesting to note that the reason given to Paro is not that I'm going to deliver plagues against you in order that you uh, send my people away, in order that you relieve the suffering of my people. There's no mention in any of the reasons that God's primary uh, motive for the plagues is to relieve the suffering which the Israelites uh, are enduring. It is that way when God speaks to Moshe at the burning bush. God speaks there of the people suffering, I see the suffering of my people. When Moshe addresses Paro, that's not the reason at all. That actually I think is a very important point that's relevant to the book of Exodus that the book of Exodus can be read in two very different ways. One way to read the book of Exodus, it's a book about the story of the Jewish people, the nation, and their suffering, and their freedom, and their being brought to Sinai, and building the tabernacle, and living together with God. It's all about the people. That is a way to read the book, and that's a legitimate way to read the book. But there's also a very different way to read the book, that fundamentally... It's not primarily about the people at all. It's about God. It's about a God who created everything in the book of Genesis and who in the book of Exodus creates a people. The purpose of this people, as God says clearly, is to serve God. Shalach ami viavduni, says Moshe Taparo. God says, send my people out that they may serve me. The word evid is a slave or a servant. They were in Egypt servants of Pharaoh. Uh, Pharaoh had spoken to Moses in chapter 5, Tichbada avodah, let the servitude be even more difficult, let the slavery be more difficult. Chapter 1, Vayavidu mitzrayim. and what God is saying is, no, these people should not be serving another human being, and so he not the Pharaoh. They should serve me. And the purpose of the book then becomes a different purpose. It's to see it not as a book about us, but would rather to see it as a book about God. It's about God uh, demanding uh, recognition from the world, from the pharaohs of the world. But on top of that, God demands that the world, or at least those people that God has chosen to do so, and perhaps they should invite others as well to serve God. From this perspective, the end of the book, which is the building of the tabernacle, the Mishkan, is a very appropriate ending. The purpose of taking the slaves out of Egypt was to perform the service inside the temple. Uh, the service is avodah. So the book ends, uh, its purpose being fulfilled. As God said to Moses in the story of the burning bush, Tavdun et Elohim al-aharaze. Someday, says God, you will serve God. Tavdun. You will serve God on this very mountain. It could be to Sinai, but more probably refers to the very tabernacle, to the building of the Mishkan, in which the priests are serving God, and by extension, all the people. After all, the Torah refers to the people. In the book of Exodus, God's vision for the Jewish people. V'atem ti'yuli mamrechet ko'anim v'goy kadosh. You shall be unto me a holy nation, a ko'anim, a kingdom of priests, a kingdom of those who serve. So coming back to our chapter now, which speaks of Man da, in order that you know, so the plagues can be divided into these three different groups, three, three, and three, you should know that I exist, you should know I exist here within the land itself, and above all you should know, there is none like me. That is the purpose of the plagues. The purpose of the plagues is to free the people in order to serve, and in truth, that's what Moses says to Pharaoh consistently from beginning to end. Shalach hami avduni, God insists, send the people out so they can serve me.